Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday night, and you know what that means. Another exciting installment of the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your boy, the franchise bad blood, joined by the one and only the mixologist of professional wrestling, Mr. Chemical Julian. Ladies and gentlemen, the true tribal chief, the Maharaja of MMA, the man and the legend himself, Mr. Adam Adam. Welcome What's back. good? What's good? Another year older. Uh, I can't say I'm any wiser, but I definitely will say that my memes are fucking gold. How about that? You know what, you know what man? Your birthday passed. Happy effing birthday to the Maharaja of MMA. One more man. year around the sun. Hey, man. You survived. You did it. You did it. Yeah. I, I messed up my damn birthday plans by because and Julian, you were gonna get the invite uh Monday of last week, uh everybody to go to karaoke, and then a mother trucker got bronchitis. And then and then Wednesday, everybody but me got the COVID. Everybody's cool, but oh, no. yeah, so uh but yeah, I, I was able to manage to streak out some sort of uh, semblance of a birthday. I got with a sister and a nephew, then uh, uh, watched the the fist fights of the UFC with some friends. So, yeah, man, it was good. You know, man, I'm so glad you're okay. Walk by Pantera, maybe next time. Yeah, oh, oh, dude, that is that is the benchmark of a good karaoke session is Julian's (laughs) uh, walk. (laughs) If you guys haven't seen it, next time I'll film it. So we can have B roll to the round table no. wrestling. Bro. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. You do, yes, sir. You do it, Phil Anselmo proud, and you're way less uh, Phil, <laughs> Phil Anselmo ish. You know what I mean? You yes. know what I mean? Oh, man. So, Adam, man, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're, you're doing well. Um, I hate to see my brother's uh, issues. And uh, you're, you're, you're back. Go yeah, on. Back. Yeah, back. And uh, just because I respect both Bad Bud and Julian so much, I watch three hours of Raw. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, he watched three hours of Raw, so you didn't have to. That's That's right. That's it. So, I guess, I mean, RK Bro versus the Street Profits, right? Was that how it began? Yes. That was how it began. Man, I got to say, that was the show stealer. It was. It was. I mean, because did it have a decisive finish, or did I doze off? Um, oh, no, it, it had a pretty uh, decisive yeah, Riddle, finish. Riddle pinned uh, Dawkins, oh, sorry, Montez Ford, uh, with the RKO when he went for the uh, Sky High Frog Splash. And I don't uh, know, was, was it just me, or did, did Riddle seem a little bit um, heelish tonight? You know it. You know it, Julian. I've been saying this for weeks. One of them, one of them are gonna turn. There's only one, one of them is gonna turn. And that's for him to turn on Randy. So I'm waiting for Riddle to get turned to turn on turn on Orton because you know Orton is always the one to turn on his partner. So turn about fair play. And they've so, been going up, they've been going with this. Randy's so happy and his best friend. My best friend, yeah. You know, it's like your best friend about to stab you in the back like you do everybody I mean, else. Back in the day, the big, the big curse was like, hey, brother, I want to meet my best friend Tugboat here. Oh, he's, 
<laughs> Uncle Fred is shockmaster around these parts, good sir. Well, any time Harry Malia called you his best friend, it was you were turned heel the next three weeks. <laughs> this is fact. Malia doesn't have any friends. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, he's got everybody. a couple, but I mean, they're he's got friends. a couple for sure. But it's it's wild, right? So they're teasing, it was seemingly teasing a heel turn from Riddle. Um, but I don't know if you guys, and I, I'm, I hope I'm not speaking out of school, but I think it's common knowledge that uh, Riddle is uh, going through a divorce, right? With his wife and everything like that. So, I mean, to get, you know, to get to, uh, a, remember how wild Randy was, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. For the last 20 years. And then Cody you put a, a, a recently divorced Riddle with him. I don't know. I mean, this kind of reminds me of uh, Undertaker hanging out with Jake Roberts back in the day, and Vince going like, "If you do any more of this, we don't even have to put makeup on you." True, true, <laughs> true, my friend. True. Oh. Uh, boy, um, that Man. would be quite the combo. I'm just saying, you know. I, I think uh, uh, in the back, you know, Randy's like, "Well, you know, Matt." What I used to do is, and next thing you know, he's burning up bed sheets and throwing, you know, yeah. mattresses into the, the mm-hmm. pool and, you know, uh, I don't know, canceling Cedric Alexander's pushes, right? Like, that's what he did with Kofi. And that's a weird one. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, Randy Orton, 20 years, he's such a legend. And I was like, look at how many people he buried. Cat Kennedy. Golden shovel. Golden <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Like he learned, if nothing else that he learned from the the the, the quadriceps master or, or terror, the, the terrorizing of, of quadriceps um, <laughs> is to bury is to bury people left, right, and center. So I love how you uh, mixed in all those gimmicks into one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, if I'm coming to the round table, I'm bringing my A game, folks. The terrorizing. <laughs> the terrorizer of quads. That's, that guy will give you some really good shit with that pedigree. I mean, you know. I mean, better than Alpo. I mean, it, 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 yeah. Anyway, I was gonna say Chuck Austin, but that's the rocket dropper that went awry. But uh, you know, there's a video, you know, GIF of uh, Triple H uh, early in the pedigree, uh, just spiking somebody on their head. Um, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you've seen that? Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. And everybody asks, like, oh, where would he be if he didn't marry into the family? And I'm like, to me, that's a pretty good indication. I mean, I mean, say what you will about Triple H's wrestling ability, his in-ring ability, but his meant his mind for this business totally changed the game until John Laurinaitis and the rest of those jackoffs came back and totally ruined NXT. When you said that, Bad Blood, I I thought of Martin Short in Father of the Bride, <laughs> right? We need his mind, right? When 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 George Banks wanted the cheaper chicken, he's yeah. like, no, we need his mind. Like, we need his mind. And that's, you know, Triple H is essentially Martin Short's character of the WWE. That's what I'm going with. Hey, man, uh, that sounds pretty freaking accurate, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> damn. Damn! Look at that. We get Julie. Julie, look. We we get we get we get the mixologist over here with the Maharaja and your boy the franchise, and it's just a party on on, on Monday nights. Like, hell, 
It's like the, the it's, it's like having an NXT black and gold back again. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes, my let's have that. takeover. That wow. Takeover. Takeover. Say that out loud. Wow. Yeah, ten points. Wow. He's a mixologist. Hey, uh, I would just like to say that um, uh, Mr. Bivens uh, d- does listen to our show. Either that or we called it. But clearly on his comedy stand-up, he said, and I quote, if you go hide out and don't want to get fired. <laughs> just go, go to NXT, NXT UK. UK. We said that shit. We, we were joking about that. Like, man, if you don't want to get fired, you just do two things. One, don't answer your phone. Two, two. just go to NXT UK. Nick Khan ain't going to fucking find you. And sure enough, yeah. Mr. Bivens himself, the man, the myth, the legend himself said, uh, Pretty much the same shit we've been saying all along. Just saying. Which, I mean, I, I, you know, and we're going to get to it, but obviously Nikki Ash was, it, it, you know, on the show. And I, I figured, you know, she's married to Big Demo. I forgot what they called him in, in WWE. Uh, um, but Killian Dane. Killian Dane, right? Yes. Uh, so w- with that all being said, how do they, I mean, he's been back in, I don't know if he's still in Florida or whatever she has to be here he i mean everything that i see on his social media he's doing you know like seminars overseas right yeah, he, he, he's been here he he was on um uh, wrestle talk okay he's on um wrestle talks um Chrysalmania. and yeah but that's he's it. in florida okay he's in florida but he's going back and forth doing uh, the the um uh, the gimmick over there so okay. He's got like because she's here and she's here on a visa, so he was he he was locked, he was like screwed over when he got fired, so he had to yeah. go back over there. But apparently, he has a visa to where he can come back over here and work. Okay. He's going back and forth, which I mean, honestly, is kind of a kind of a good deal for him because like he gets to go over there and make all this money, then he gets to come back over here and he's like, yo, I mean, I can make money on the Indies over here too. Like I talked to him about right. doing a podcast for us, and um. <clears throat> it's rather, rather expensive, and uh, I'm not gonna pay someone to come on the show and be a guest. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a rough sell, tough sell. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of sales, what was like the next segment of the? So, so RK Bro, um, they're they they're wanting to go to SmackDown and complete the storyline that they started. That you know, Roman Reigns is like, yo, right. I don't want to do this now. So they want to unify the tag team title still. And I'm telling you, man, in my opinion, Riddle, y'all know me, man. I fucking hate Riddle. Oof. I fucking hate Riddle. I think that the no shoe wearing, fucking always high, bro, that shit annoys the absolute fuck out of me. But tonight, I was really, really, really like, dude, to see the evil side of Riddle. Like at the end of the match, Riddle was like, "Yo, like fuck you guys!" Like he literally was like that, you know. I don't like the whole jo- the whole jovial joking, you know. I'm so stupid because I'm a pothead. Like Riddle, this Riddle that was in the ring tonight, I'm very fucking impressed with. So kudos to RK Bro. Um, I can't wait to see them one more time with the Usos to unify these tag team belts, possibly at Hell in a Cell. Who knows? They might drag it out to SummerSlam. Who knows? So, I mean, there's only two ways. I, I understand what you're saying, you know, but this is very much how Riddle behaves, right? Because he could he could portray himself much like a Shayna Baszler or Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey, 
you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, who all of them have legit MMA backgrounds, legit MMA records. Riddle was in the UFC, you know, famously, and decided not to sign another contract because it was for peanuts and went by way of for wrestling. He's one of the baddest mother truckers there Mm -hmm. there is on this roster, right? But even on the indies, right? Which that's when you kind of flush out characters and everything like that, unless you're Seth Rollins, because that dude doesn't, he's not attached to any it's one of the character. Yeah, it's it's, I'm Blix. Uh, what is that? I don't know. Uh, I'm uh, Vlad the Impaler. I don't know what that is. Oh, what about uh, well, Tyler Black? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, like he's this uh, vanilla wrestler. Uh, but with that all, yeah, with, with that all being said, you right? know, wait, wait, you know, it's really funny about what you just said. It's just dawned on me right now. Seth Rollins is a line sack of shit. <laughs> He's a and I'm unwatchable gonna you, I'm gonna tell you fucking. Why. I'm gonna tell you why. I've been around Seth Rollins with Wrestling Society X, which was an indie wrestling company on MTV. But Seth Rollins said he had never been an indie wrestler. That he was a WWE product through and through. You lying son of a bitch. You know, in his mind, right? Uh, this happens a lot, right? In 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 MMA, where they're like, in my mind, I'm undefeated. When somebody gets KO'd or something like that, they f- they'll figure out a way to kind of you know devalue what what just happened to them, right? So with mm-hmm. that all being said, in his mind, he was. When he was doing backflips and moonsaults off of fat guy's chest, he was a WWE superstar, right? When he was, but he was an ROH as well. Well, yeah, he was a WWE wrestler in ROH. In his mind, he was that, right? What? I'm not saying that I believe any of this stuff, but I'm just saying in his mind, he's that because he this this current incarnation of him. Like, I was so down with the Monday Night Messiah and, you know, Buddy Matthews or whatever the hell with him. And this, he's unwatchable. Like, I heard from Jim Cornette how horrible this thing is, his current character. He looks like he's shop, uh, shopping out of uh, Becky's uh, closet, right? They, they robbed Liberace's closet. That is correct. Did. Yeah, yes. he, it's he's horrible. Like, he, the weird, ha, ha, ha. Like, it, he's garbage. This is the only time I will actually say, right? The weakest link of the shield was Seth Rollins. With Seth, unfortunately. And ladies and gentlemen, it. I got to tell you this right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is breaking fucking news right here. Adam Woods hates, he hates, hates Roman Reigns. So for the fact that he didn't say Roman Reigns was the bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is breaking she pretty news. That is, because yes, Roman is I mean, 50 and recycles see, his, sheer, his shield gear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, I mean, it just seems like Moxley was like the tippy, tippy top, whatever. I still got it, you know, and again, Roman Reigns, not Joe Anawahi. Joe Anawahi, cool dude, you know, like beat cancer, got wife and kids. Go on, Joe Anawahi. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to him taking a part-time schedule. Uh, if what is to believe to be true, that reading the tea leaves, because I don't get to see him in the wrestling anymore. But then everything <laughs> else on the show is so goddamn garbage juice. 
then I don't even know if I'm going to watch the show, even if he's not. But guess wow. what, Vince? Good job. Good job. Because you pushed this one guy down our throats for the last mm-hmm. six years, and he wants to go to Hollywood, right? You basically dude, dude, did what you, everyone, fr- what you feared. Everyone that he's done this to, everyone that he's pushed that way, he pushed The Rock that way. What happened? The Rock left, went to Hollywood. He shoved John Cena down your throat, through your ass, back up your ass, through your throat again. And now John Cena is gone. So you okay. do that to Roman now. Now you shove a Roman now you throw like, yo. But here's the thing, though. When John Cena and The Rock come back, even when Stone Cold comes back, they are special attractions. And they're used to sell some of the bigger pay- special live events or premium live events. So, I mean, is it worth having them there? Yeah. yeah. Um, now you've opened up a spot so someone else can grab the brass ring. And so you now have an opportunity to maybe let somebody else shine because, I mean, let's face facts, with Roman Reigns holding both championship belts, there's two people who are not getting a chance to shine. Yeah. True statement. I mean, <laughs> look, look, look what they did tonight. Two people. Look what they did tonight. They were pushing they were pushing Cody to challenge Roman for one of those championships, and he wrestled theory for the United States title. That, well, you oh know, but you know what though? That actually makes so, sense. We will talk about that, that in a second. We'll, we'll talk about that too. Okay. I made a prediction yeah. on Twitter and it came true. Uh, I'm a little angry that it came true because, quite honestly, I don't want to see Brown round three, but whatever. Um, so or, this is the first match of the night for the for the you know the tag team champions versus the Street Profits. Three things I didn't like about the match: one, the Street Profits showed up and showed out, but yeah. once again got jobbed. Yeah. Two. Um, Orton literally did a post a pre-match promo saying how they were going to go to SmackDown and challenge Uzos for the tag team titles. Correct. So we just had a Raw tag team championship match tonight to start the show. So by you opening the show, coming out saying that this is what you guys are going to do on Friday, you totally Chuck. told the story of what yep. was going to happen in this match. So you ruined so, the finish so of this match. I, I see what you're saying there. However, number one, what they did is they didn't leave a dangling storyline. They had to bring it back and go, hey, y'all, I know y'all you feel like that you got screwed on the whole tag team unification match. Don't worry. We haven't forgotten about it. We're going to do it. But remember, as a champion, you're never going to say, hey, we're still going to do that unification match. Um, hopefully, if we, if we win tonight. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this, the, so, the, what I'm saying so is that promo should have been after the show, after the match. Like, now that we nah, whooped nah, your ass, now we can nah, go to SmackDown and whoop their ass. No, nah, it had to be, it had to be at the beginning of the show. They had to, so? they had to apologize for losing last night, which is essentially what they did. Yeah. And then say, hey, but unfortunately, they got, they got the best of us uh, with, without burying the Usos. And then say, hey, but we haven't forgotten about the whole unification thing. Hey folks, we're gonna get back at you, and uh, we're gonna see about that on Friday. And you know, we're the champs, and you know, hey, we're about to win this. Da 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 da. So you know, okay, I I can I can agree with that. I totally one thousand percent can agree with that. I just don't like the way it came out, like in the beginning of the match, because it was right. like, hey, guess what? This yeah. is happening. We're gonna do it anyway. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Like, what if you lose tonight? You know, one thing I say about AEW all the time is that any Wednesday night. Anybody can get beat. Yep. There's that. There's that. There's that. That excitement in the air. There's that. Oh my God! What's going to happen next? 
on Raw, it's like, well, we know they're going to win because they're going to be wrestling on Friday against you know, the Tag Belts. Yeah, and I, 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 I hear both of your guys' theories, and I respect it. But I almost want to believe that Osakin almost channeling the spirit of uh, former presidential candidate Howard Dean. We're going to Alabama. We're going to SmackDown. We're going to... Ah! Yeah! <laughs> and then don't even get picked. Um, so, so I then we get for that guy. We get to our next, our next, uh, our next segment, and it's Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley to come to the ring. Uh, Edge got a haircut. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait Edge got a haircut, but that's the match when that shit shifted upwards. It, that was horrible. <laughs> he looked like he looked like one of those dudes that has like like a hair like a hair toupee, and the glue yeah, doesn't yeah. stick in the back, and it just flies up. It was flies so funny. Up. Yeah. 100%. So Edge Edge basically says he's bigger than the Hall of Fame, which to me doesn't mean shit because the Hall of Fame doesn't mean shit to me anyway. Um, when you can put Donald Trump in the Hall of Fame, it doesn't mean shit anymore. Um, so basically, um, Edge went off and he insulted the crowd so much that I just could not stop laughing. I'm enjoying Edge talking shit to the crowd. Dude, I got to say something about this. So one, Edge's promos over the last few weeks have been great. Yes, 100%. Uh, Number two, Rhea Ripley said enough without really being annoying or sounding stupid. So they just gave her a little bit to say and like let it go. Uh, Damian Priest, he said enough without, he said just enough, but I was still like, oh, this dude's still talking kind of thing. You know, he he sounded like, like, yeah, I I did this, and you know, I could have destroyed everyone on the roster, and Edge could destroy everyone on the roster, but we decided to team up together so we can destroy everyone on the roster, and then we brought in her. You know, and I'm like, it, okay, I'm digging it. I'm so digging I, it. I get it, but but from the way he was talking, you're it's kind of like, all right, Damien, let's be real. There's no we. It's Edge who chose you and brought you in mm-hmm. to 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 try and elevate you. Y'all didn't come together as a team like, hey, pal, let's go do this together. No, Edge is doing you a solid. Thank you. I'm going to give you the real kid. And here's someone else who needs a solid. You're, you, Damian Priest, are not doing Rhea Ripley a solid. No, Edge yeah. is doing her the solid. He's doing you both a solid. And you're lucky to be here for this shit. So, <laughs> And that's the way it should have came off, but it came off like really egotistical. But he came off like me and Edge are partners and equals, and we're trying to elevate Rhea Ripley. We all know that is not the case in this whole situation. That's not how that works, bro. Yeah. I mean, wasn't he tagging with Bad Bunny? Right? Yeah, that was exactly. Right. And so he, he was destroying the roster that he needed a damn uh, a reggaeton uh, gents and whatever so, to, to do his bidding. Like, I will tell you, the best part of this whole promo for me and um, Julian, when I say this, you're going to be so excited when I say it. The best part of this whole promo to me was Ed seems to like less lean less into the supernatural crap and yeah. just came across as angry and, and like an angry, resentful heel. Yes. Like this might be the best edge you've ever seen. This is better than a radar superstar edge. Yeah. We're not talking about no live sex, sex celebration right. on like, st- we're talking like edge is like, yo, <clears throat> This is a ministry of darkness. This is not wish.com black uh 
um, House of Black. House, House of Black. Black. Yeah. This is me with these two people. We came, we saw, we came to kick ass. And then Rhea Ripley was like, yo, I want to fight Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan comes out. Okay, so the next matchup, of course, is Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley dominates Liv Morgan. Like, yeah, she she totally her. became the queen of brutality all over again. And I, I liked it. I that's liked it because that's the way she should have been booked in the beginning. Julian, you said this a month and a half, two months ago, yep. when they were the tag team champions. You were like, they're totally wasting her. Let her be a monster heel. Let her just come and just destroy everybody. This is how you build a female wrestler in an industry where beauty and sex appeal and super sexing of, of, of all the wrestlers. You take this chick who is a goth, goth, goth girl who is not your normal everyday cookie cutter, blonde, blue eye bombshell. And you make her a monster where she destroys people. If she doesn't go on a quote unquote Goldberg run and just start destroying every person on the, every, every one of the 12 women on the roster for raw, if she doesn't destroy everybody, then they're wasting it again. Man, it's it's my my only problem with it is so two WrestleManias ago, um, she walked out as women's champion and beating Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair. She was on a high rise, and then it seems like on a Monday someone just said, "Nah, pull the plug," yeah. and yeah. they did. And when you pull the plug on somebody like that, it can be kind of hard to get that momentum back. Yes. It's kind of. Uh, it's only eight thirty, so I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, it's kind of like getting a Mrs. Softy in the middle of doing business and like, you know, trying yeah. to rip the machine back up. So and then they and then they had her with Nikki Ash. They had her with Liv right. Morgan. Mm. Um, they had her with. Um, I mean, just just on her on her own, and yeah. like they were trying to do all these things with her, and so by when you when you go through these several cycles of failure, it's kind of like we as the fans really start to believe that this wrestler, oh, maybe they're kind of trash, but they're well, when not. You, when I you mean, push them as trash, what yeah, they do with, yeah, their push is trash. What they do on TV is trash. Like you know, what what, what we're presented with is trash. The storyline is trash, but I mean, really, they're a good wrestler. So it's kind of like trying to build up steam again. And if you get Edge behind her, and you're you're not getting you got Edge behind her because Edge is behind Damian Priest and her at the same time. So I mean, hopefully, we can get her. And like you said, yeah, go to Goldberg streak. Let her like really let her just like really start. Let her beat the crap out of Bianca Belair, or let her beat the crap out of uh, um, Ronda Rousey. Like like yeah, even, I don't I don't I don't even want her to win the title. I don't want her to win. I want her to be just yeah. so ruthless yes. that she yeah. don't need the belt. Like she just wants to just go out there and just beat the holy piss out of someone. And if she does that on a consistent basis, like I'm saying right now, this 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 like less one sided wrestling match that she had tonight, where someone got a little bit on her, but she just smashed him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the right way to book Rhea Ripley. She Correct. looks like a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Like she looks uh, she looks like she's ready to destroy people, you know, and the, you're giving her be, an opportunity this, to show up. This should be a build-up to her against <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, because I, I, okay. Speaking of speaking in terms of size, because everybody else on the roster is like freaking midgets. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Then, go let me go with the let me go with the with something that I'm a little bit sad about. Because you go right into a Finn Balor versus Damian Priest match. But this time Finn Balor comes out with AJ Styles. So now yes. it's AJ Styles outside at ringside while Edge is on the other side of the ring and Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. And they this whole judgment day gimmick was is is pretty cool, but I don't understand what they're doing with the whole Rhea Ripley gets in the ring and AJ was gonna punch her and be like, Oh, whoa, 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 you're a woman, I can't do that. I I I don't know. Uh, but I also want to acknowledge that Rhea Ripley looks like I mean, bad blood, you're the multi-screen wonder. Like you've got as many screens as uh mm-hmm. Nick Cannon has baby mamas. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you can pull up uh Davy Havoc or AFI or lead singer of AFI, that's mm-hmm. exactly what Rhea Ripley looks like. Is yeah, Davey yeah, Havoc. she does, she does. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, I can't put it on the screen because yeah. we'll get you know Facebook will slap us like they did the other day. Oh, ouch. Anywho, uh, but yeah, so it's just weird. Uh, and of course, like, you know, you've got AJ and, and Balor, who are former leaders of the Bullet Club. That's assuming that you are, con- are consistent with your WWE patronage, and but also who are familiar with their, you know, careers in New Japan, right? I'm not sure, by the way. Uh, thank you. Uh, but it's weird because like they're two leaders of the club, but there's no club, right? So they're just two leaders. It's like an assistant manager and it's a manager. It's too late there's... for them to bring the whole bullet club thing to <laughs> yeah. the WWE. Manager, yeah, and assistant manager. manager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Like it's and, the and, meat. <laughs> right. And and I mean how <clears throat> Have they teased some uh, like a, a partnership or a pairing between well, Styles and Banner? Balor? So when Styles, when Styles had Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson with him, and they were doing the club, um, right. I believe they were on Raw, and then Finn Balor was on SmackDown doing the Balor Club. Right. And then Balor came over to Raw. There was like that Raw, that that Super Show, where the club yes. walked past Balor, and they were like, "Hey," and he was like, "Hey," and then they were like. What's up, bro? And Finn was like, mm, nah. And he walked away. That was the only time they teased it. Okay. You know, but that was pre-pandemic, right? <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The pre-pandemic. So way pre-pandemic. Okay, right. So that's what we're we're supposed to believe. Like after all, I mean, you would have to have a base knowledge of their history in Japan. Remember things uh, your market stock market is crashing financial housing is whatever everybody gas is too high oh no no leaders in the room and we're supposed to remember that balor and styles kind of sort of too sweeted in 2017 the sad thing about it is if you think about the history and this this is for us yep. wrestling people who are like all about wrestling history not for the casual fan that watches raw because well it comes on monday night and it's like what you're supposed to do um, like people who watch Monday Night Football who don't understand football, it comes on Monday night. It's the thing you need to do. Um, so, people who actually understand the 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 professional wrestling and how the history of this this is, this shirt that Adam is wearing, New Japan Pro Wrestling, was the home the the home of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club is what like all these groups, DX and correct, um, you know the 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 Bucks and you know all, all these guys they branched in from the Bullet Club. They came from the Bullet Club. Now. If you remember, the very first leader of the Bullet Club 
was Finn Balor. It was, yeah. And who, and who replaced Finn Balor when he got jumped out of the Bullet Club? Who was AJ. the guy who replaced him? AJ Styles. Right. So, me personally, when they were doing this whole thing at WrestleMania Backlash last night, I was like, okay, so Damian Priest can't be at ringside. You know what would be a freak? If I booked the show, what would be awesome? I would have had Finn Balor dressed up as the demon and come out there and beat AJ's ass. Instead of having Damian Priest stand at the entranceway like, hey, man, I'm not at the ringside. I'm not at ringside. I'm right here, which was the dumbest thing ever. But yeah, so we, we, you know, so we go to this match and Balor, you know, Balor seems to have a little extra pep in his step, man. when he fights certain people and Damian Priest is one of them, like they have good matches. Like they do have good matches against each other, but Styles pulling back his punch when he saw Ripley. um, And then the way the whole thing ended. um, Hey man, he's a good family man. He don't hit women. Yeah. I mean, but you know, she's, she's more capable of knocking most men on their back, on their asses. Let's call it what it is. If she would have hit AJ, she probably would have knocked AJ's ass out. Plus, she has a shorter haircut than him. I mean... AJ has the soccer yeah. mom haircut, so... Yeah. Correct. Um, yes. But, but, tonight, Selena Deville is talking to Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce is trying to tell Selena something, but she's like, no, 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 I need to go out to... I have a match, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about it when I come back. You know, this investigation to me, being someone that abuses my power, so on and so forth. Adam's like, I need to talk to you. She's like, no, 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 I'll be back. So she goes out to the ring. Adam comes out basically and says, yo, your contract as a executive is now terminated, but you are still a WWE superstar, and the person you're going to face is, and lo and behold, Little Miss Bliss comes back. <laughs> Finally gave Alexa Bliss something to do. Now, I, I love women's wrestling. You know me. I support women's wrestling, and I love Alexa Bliss, and I love Sonya Deville. I love that they are actually they got a chance to work a good match with each other, and I'm excited for the way things worked out. But I'm not excited that the match went a minute and 30 seconds. With, uh, with Alexa Bliss basically getting a squash victory over a woman who literally just challenged for the Raw World Championship two weeks ago. Yep, and has a legit mixed martial arts background. Yes, yes. Never I mean, forget. I, I, I get you're doing a storyline, and you're trying to you want to bring Alexa back. You want to make you want to bring her back in a positive manner. Give her five freaking minutes, Hold seven on. minutes if you want. She had the doll in the corner. Yes, but she's so we'll put, so put the whammy on her. Oh Jesus Christ! The doll didn't wink this time. I didn't hear the ring when the doll was at ringside like we usually do. So hocus let's focus focus, focus this raw. Thank God. Someone on someone is actually listening to our podcast from the WWE and they're saying, you know, guys, the they keep bonus. saying we do the hocus pocus stuff. And you know, then we do these surprise roll-ups constantly and we do these things constantly. Maybe we should start listening to them. And lo and behold, we didn't have that crap tonight. Thank God. <clears throat> so, you know, Alexa had the welcome back chance and <clears throat> Sonya Deville freaking out at the end of the match was really good though. Like she was having a freaking nervous breakdown. Um, but yeah. I don't see what they're doing with Alexa because she's still carrying around the damn doll. Right. It just and you know what? She's one of the most underrated from or underappreciated performers in the WWE yeah. right now. I mean, everything that they've given her, right? Right from her days of NXT with uh, was it Blake and Murphy? 
and she whatever. Was a cheerleader, little Miss Bliss. And, and, yeah, yeah, and this the sparkle splash, uh, you know, blowing <laughs> you know sparkles everywhere, like as a frozen knockoff, right? Like she's done, she's literally done, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit every time. Yeah, every time. Every time, you know, and unfortunately, she, you know, as beloved as Bray Wyatt or the Fiend or whatever uh, was, and his subsequent release, she got all the heat, like all right. the heat of it, right? Which and was totally unfair. That was like right. totally unfair. And what do you do? Right. You you make her commit to the gimmick even more. Like, we should be done with this. Like, what's, what's the payoff? Like, her being this character, what is the payoff? Like, where are we going? Right? Because obviously Bray's gone, you know? And if they bring him back, it's a high price tag. You know, I don't even think he wants... He, He's pricing himself out of wrestling so he doesn't have to do it again. You know, again, he's pricing himself out of the WWE because, you know, as, as a wrestler, it's hard to step away from this business. I mean, I, I always tell people wrestling is like a drug. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you go to rehab when you quit, you retire from wrestling. It's like going to rehab, you know, you get yourself better, you get yourself cleaned up, you go on and you move on with your life. You start doing other things, but then something happens to somebody and you're like, Hey man, you want to, we're doing a benefit show for so on and so forth. You want to you want to come in and help us raise money, and because we're good people, you know what, man? Yes, let's do that. There it is. Reel me back in. Give me that shot. Give me that. Give me that injection. Boom. Now I'm like, ooh, now I'm high again. Ooh, I need it. I need it. Now I'm back in the ring. Every week, you know what I'm saying? Three days a week. Now I'm back in the ring doing it, yep. and so on and so forth. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. Um, <clears throat> so Bray Wyatt will be back. Like that, that's just that's if and her butts. But with Alexa, she just got married a few weeks ago. WWE mm-hmm. brought her back for the Elimination Chamber, used her one match, put her to the point where she was going to win the match, and then put her on a show for like two months. Now we we have nothing for you. Why the hell did you bring me back? Why and are you why, me along? And, 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 and sticking her to the guy, that... throws a fucking uh, the the the. the the fishing, the, the fishing rod. He throws the yeah. dollar, and he's like, "You know, the girl Richie. Oh, you almost got it. Yep, yeah, you almost got it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is." Yeah, and and the gimmick too. You know, like can we explore what her, you know, like her her ability is beyond the gimmick? Because we're not going to get a payoff on the gimmick. It's a guy who started the whole or this incarnation of Hocus Pocus. Like he's gone. So yeah, so it really doesn't matter just, anymore. Right. You know, I mean, they've already done like weird therapy vignettes and whatever. All right. I mean, if none of it makes sense anyway, or it's not supposed to be consistent anyway, why yeah. don't that, why wasn't that the end point of this bloody character and let her move on? Because exactly. I, I think, you know, she's got a lot of creativity that is basically being snuffed by her continuing to be this bloody character that's not going to have a payoff. Or so, send her down to NXT. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're oh man, there's just so much going on. Speaking of so much going on, or NXT UK. After yo, she'll be safe there. After yeah. weeks of accusing Ezekiel of actually being Elias, <laughs> which is funny. So <laughs> Kevin Owens, I, I I just gotta say, you know what, Adam, you said that Alexa Bliss can take chicken salad and chicken chick take chicken shit and make it chicken this salad. Guy, this well, guy right here. Kevin Owens took that that shit that they gave him, that chicken mm-hmm. shit that they gave him, and made yep. filet mignon with it. Yeah, like, dude. Like dude he, I, he I, I gotta say, it. 
from from when the promo started, I was like, okay, they they really couldn't let anyone else do this. No, no, he is the perfect person for this. Yeah. When he came up and he was like, I'm going to get my bro- my older brother, my much older brother, Ken Owens, to come out here and fight him. I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, so you know, me, him and Sami Zayn are just two of the best comedic wrestlers in the entire world right now. So let, let me tell you one of, the, one of the hidden gems of that segment, because he's talking about Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> uh, gosh, I always forget his name. Um, Shorty G. Uh, Chad Gable, Gable. yeah. Chad Gable was doing the intellectual gimmick, talking about you know the DNA sequencing. Otis standing on the side, like (laughs) doing the explanation gestures with his hands and the facial expressions. Yes. Oh man, it it was perfect. This is the best version of Otis. That dude was great. (laughs) Yeah. This is the best version of Otis ever. Shout out to Otis, man. Um, Otis is killing the game, bro. He is killing the game. Although I don't like the weird, you know, the thinning hair paired with like the very thin goatee and and the girth. It's just a it's a miss for me. The girth. I'm just they, they gave him a schmedium beard on bro. Some, somebody with a bunch of neck. So like on anybody else, that'd be like a full on beard, but on him, it's like. <laughs> Like he's a tree trunk, trunk man. Yeah. He's a tree trunk. That's what he is. Um, yeah, yeah it, it was. It was a very interesting, very interesting um, segment. But the fact that KO came out yes. with the extremely gray, the extremely looking gray, like, looking like KO's dad, not his old. He looked bro. like Shane McMahon with all that gray hair, bro. He came yeah, out. I, and you look like Fred Sanford for like, wait, 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 like wait. A, remember when Shawn Michaels and, exactly. and, and Triple H exactly. did the whole Vince and Shane McMahon? He yeah. looked like Shawn Michaels as Shane McMahon at the time. Correct. And um he was like, so so um Elias was like, well, hi Ken. Um I'm a lot I'm 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 Ezekiel. Elias is over. he's like, just cut it out right now, just stop right now. And he's like, are, are, how many people in this crowd believe that this guy is Ezekiel and everybody start raising their hands and he's like, "Did you guys all graduate high school? Like, are you guys all that stupid?" <laughs> My God, man, he is so freaking funny. Um, so even after the fact that he attacked is, him. Well, one of the funny parts is when they cut to the ring and Ezekiel's in the ring. He was he was shaking like warrior at half speed. Yes. Jeff Gaylord. Yes. He's Jeff Gaylord, man. I'm telling you. Oh, OG, wow. Global Wrestling Federation, Jeff Gaylord. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. Google it right now if you don't know yes. who I'm talking about. Jeff Gaylord. Wow. That is who is that is who Ezekiel Elias, whatever the hell you want to call him. That is who he is looking like. He's looking like the Dingo Warrior from uh, UWF, the Blade Runners with Sting. Yes. That's yes. what he looks like right there. And I swear to God, when I saw this, I was like, why? Like, like, you know, there's like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the straightest man you'll ever meet. Straightest man you'll ever meet, but there are some dudes that look look good with the beard. And there's some dudes that don't He's, look good with the beard. Yes. He needs to grow a beard back. Yeah. He looks like, I, I he look I don't know what the hell Ooh. he looks like, but he looks like a broke ass Bradley Cooper. Yeah, no, 100%. And the, <laughs> the, weird, the, the weird acne scar. Yes. Like, yeah. he needs to grow that beard back like two weeks ago. So, 
uh, and it's funny that you mentioned this, right? Because uh, obviously, you know, kind of jumping around a bit, but like also Edge. Edge is his he looks he's in the best shape of his life, right? But his hair is thinny, but then it's also kind of weirdy froish, and then the beard, but then he's got these like weird jowls that look like uh, uh, damn near meth. It looks old like meth. Man Logan. Oh man Logan. Yeah. There it is. Okay. I, I if you was don't know what say, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Google Marvel uh, Marvel I, Old Man. I Logan. was gonna say he's been him and Beth spending so much time in the Appalachia that you know, <laughs> good old Adam, you know, unfortunately got got caught up. But with with that all being said, yeah, no, he he looks absolutely rancid with it. But yeah, I did I you know what I did dig the tassels, right? I it reminded me of wrestling of 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 yore. Like I, I just loved it. But, and I mean, obviously, I'm just gonna hint at it. There's just too much tassels because in the next segment we saw Veer. We're stick on this for as long as you like. But from Ezekiel's tassels to Veer's tassels, in in, in right after another, I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Speaking of Veer, speaking of Veer, did we get Veer this so- week? So, yes, we did. Yeah, we got here this week. Um, and so you know who he beer, faced? Who you know face? who he faced? Who did he face? Wardlow Danielson. <laughs> he did look like... <laughs> he looked like okay. Wardlow Ryback Danielson. So look, ladies and gentlemen, the WWE is do, is going back to this old school oh, way Frank of, having, of having like the jobbers in the ring. And they, you know, they're introducing the jobbers and giving the jobbers a... a um, hey, man, these guys are going to be wrestling this guy and blah, blah blah next week next week live here on the podcast uh no actually actually not next week on uh, friday live here on the podcast last week last week my boy victor andrews was the first guy to be in the ring and do the whole interview segment and i believe he was in north carolina and he's the one to put over the chicken place Yes, he's going to be live on the podcast with us next week, ladies and gentlemen. We want—I'm going to ask the, the important questions like, "Was Veer's beard really that cool? Did he look like did he should, should Veer have stayed at IKEA? And did you know how long it took Veer to get to the WWE? How was it? How was it? How was it in the ring taking the what does he call it? The, the cervical clutch, the cervical dollar, clutch. Arm? Yeah. How was it taking that? Wow, move? with the whole <clears throat> overturning of Roe versus Wade, are we really going with that? Son of a bitch, he does look like Wardlow and Daniel Bryanson. Right. Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> with a tinge of Ryback. This is, he, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was Wardlow, back Ryback. This, wow. this is, this is wow. low Ward, low Ward, back Ryback Danielson. That's, wow. that's somebody wow. on YouTube even calls it a Wardlow parody. Oh, 100%. it could have been. Which it could have been. Okay, you want me to get my tinfoil hat on? It is on firmly, right? Because it was just announced that you know after Cody's defection from AEW to WWE, right? There mm-hmm. was going to be other defections and whatever. But apparently, the financials state within the WWE they're not doing it right now, right? So. Maybe, just maybe, Wardlow was one of the people that they might not well, have been talking to. They have they, been trying to get Wardlow out of his W. They, they wanted Wardlow to sign when his AW contract was over. They've been right. hunting Wardlow down, and he basically he basically said it on um, 
Chris Van Vliet's show, I think it was. Um, don't quote me. It, it may have been CVV's show, but I think he did say that um, he had been approached by the WWE and that AEW was where he was going to end his career. He wasn't mm. going anywhere. But, you know, Cody said the same thing. and Right. Exactly. But, al- but also, this, you know, <laughs> like uh, uh, Lowback uh, low Danielson. Lowback Danielson. Lowback Danielson <laughs> was actually bigger than Wardlow. Yeah. Sizably bigger than Wardlow. With a you know bigger story, and you know that interview segment. Look no further than James Ellsworth. He turned that one oh, deal no. into that douchebag. I, I mean, yes, but he that was supposed to be a one night you know jobber slot, and he <laughs> ended up you know uh, what is it like with a multi year contract? Any man with two hands can stand a chance, right? So <laughs> I'm just saying, and this dude was talking about his kids and whatever, and so. I'm just saying, like I'm sorry. I I, I, I thought this was a flex on AEW. Like, ah, we don't need Wardlow. We got you know, like uh low back Danielson over like, here. Like 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 back in the day, they were like, We don't need Goldberg, we got Ryback. Oh, we don't need Goldberg, we got Gilbert. Fuck that. Like that's yeah, we got Gilbert. That was we it. We got Gilbert, you know. Hey, he went from hey man. If you were you know what, they could put together um, like a veer dungeon to do, like a, a <laughs> all these guys have veer, love this. All these guys have veer has jobbed out over the weeks, like just come together, uncle Kevin, team up against me that said this. You got the you got the dude with the barbecue joint, you, you got um, you got um, Ryback Danielson. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be a good man. Look, you know, it's be wish.com. This would be dungeon doom. This would be like. Like, it will be your total C list like closet of closet of shame or something like that. Dude, it, it will be a total C <laughs> lister feud, but it will be better than the 24-7 championship. It would be well, we don't want to talk about that crap on this show because I'm a little tired. Ty- I'm fed up with that. That right people there, would, I, those people would call them the dungeon of dope. <laughs> dungeon of- so Beer Mahan destroys Frank Loman um in less than two uh, minutes. Frank Loman actually put up a, a fight. fight? First person that yeah. almost took Veer off his feet. Well, if you're gonna die, you want to die fighting. That's not right, right. I'm just saying. Look, look. Bleacher Report says Loman kind of looked like AEW's Wardlow if he grew grew out his beard and had a bit more uh, facial hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Veer is calling his clothesline the million dollar arm because you know yes. Veer is a baseball player. Um, I thought it was because it was like the Slumdog Millionaire. No, no, Veer actually. Um, was actually a uh, baseball player, but hey, let's talk about let's talk about this because I, I want to get this out of the way before we go to commercial break. Is it just me, or when you win the money in the bank, you can cash it in anytime you want, right? In yes. theory, like like you can cash a sucker in like the same night when the championship. Edge became yes. Mister Money in the Bank, the ultimate opportunist because he did that. Seth Rollins cashed it in on Roman Reigns ten seconds after he won the championship. Like. Yep. Like that is the ultimate opportunity to win a championship, right? Yep. So Cody Rhodes, the WWE is just taking Cody Rhodes and making him like the fucking face of the company, right? Cody does this interview. He's standing in the middle of Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and he's like, "Money in the bank," blah 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 blah. And then he says these dreaded words: "The man or woman, no, the man and the woman who win their respective money in the banks will will headline." WrestleMania. When did the rules of the Money in the Bank change? Since Cody uttered that I promo at Allegiant Stadium. Well, I mean, well, you know Vince. 
you know, Vince well, Davis might put a commercial out there where there's a mistake, right? So, well, when did the rules change? Well, technically, technically, <clears throat> if you hold on to it until WrestleMania and you cash in on the on the on the main event match, you will be you'll headline WrestleMania. Okay, but wait, wait. Here's where that here's where the fault lies in that. Seth Rollins did it. Everyone does it. But here's where the fault lies with that. You are guaranteed a match. You're guaranteed a main event match at WrestleMania. Correct. If you win the money in the bank. So what the hell happens to the woman and man who win the goddamn Royal Rumble? Do they lose their wrestling? They get get, get no, a no. guaranteed shot at WrestleMania Bullshit. too. No, they they're gonna they're gonna go right to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh Jesus! With that big, that big, you know, uh, what is it? Milk, uh, chocolate version of Andre the Giant. Hey, that they put hey man, the edible glitter you, paint. You gotta put some respect on that championship. My man, Madcap. Oh Moss. yeah, yeah, yeah. We Ooh, we, we, we don't here. we don't disrespect that championship because the boy Madcap yeah. suspended Moss. Um, hey, did that. Some but what I'm saying is, some people, some people elevate a title. And Madcap like, Moss took it to the moon. Why did they change the rules for the Money in the Bank? Because nothing is sacred. Now, hey, you now know they what? screw up. They, the, they, they, they got to go, the, the go back and fix it. They got to go back and fix that. Simply because it's already out there, bro. It's already out there. It's got two two point five million views on YouTube. Hey, Guess what? Some the tag team championships this past weekend. They didn't do that shit either. True statement. True statement. So yeah. we go to the United States Championship match. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, getting his first shot at a championship, and he is challenging your boy Theory. Theory. Now, I said this on Twitter. I said Cody Rhodes versus Theory for the WWE United States Championship. Q Seth Rollins interference. First loss. First loss for for Cody Rhodes. Right now, I was wrong about the loss because he they he it was disqualification, whatever, whatnot. <clears throat> but three things happened in this match. Three things that totally ruined it for me. One, Cody is a heel. Let's just call it Cody came out and Cody. Well, I said this last night. I said this on the pay per view. Oh, I'm sorry, the premium live event. Cody is a heel, bro. Cody is doing some like Cody ain't Cody ain't taking no shit. Cody no, tried no, to on. kill Theory tonight. Does, does it hold up? Is he a heel or is he just someone who's trying to advance in the organization? I Cody mean, is look, Homelander. Let's call you it what don't it come is. Out there to lose. Look, and you and know right. people are, that's you know what I'm saying. Like theory on, and dastardly. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you, you gotta, to do this. You know, get ready to one up. Oh, hold, on, hold on, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to do this. I want you to go to your Google right now, and I want you to type in the boys. Then I want you to type in the boys. Homelander. Homelander is what Superman would be if he was a complete another douchebag, right? Now, okay. Homelander is a superhero that is so oblivious to. People hate him, and that people can see that he's a complete douchebag. But he's like, I'm I'm such a nice guy, and I'm so great, and I, you know, I'm here doing this for you, all you people, and I would never do these things that these these heinous things that people say I do. Okay. And he's masturbating. Wait, hold on, we got two minutes left. Damn it. Um, he's self pleasuring himself on the Statue of Liberty, saying I can do what I want at the end oh. of one season. Cody Rhodes has been the guy that is. 
the storyteller. He has been the guy who correct. Cody tells a story like no other. Cody is a true, true visionary when it comes to storytelling. Like Cody will Cody's story is almost as good as Lacey Evans' story. Because Cody tells a story and it makes me believe it. Lacey's story just makes me so depressed. But Cody, Cody, Cody's coming out there. And you know he's smiling, white meat baby face, but then he's like so violent towards this match. I mean, I mean, I, 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 as a as a professional wrestler and as a champion, I will do what it takes to retain my championship. If I got an RKO old lady, so be it. If I got a curb stomp a kid in a wheelchair, so be it. You guys have been at shows where I told the kid, "Come at me, get out of the ring, I'll slap you so hard, your mom will be mad she gave you birth." You know. I've done that. Yes. So the point I'm saying is I'm a bad guy. I'm a heel. I'm a very bad man. Cody is out there pretending to be such a very good guy. And Cody is Cody's okay. That's how it is. Okay. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I, I get it to an extent. But let's look at what we've kind of heard over the weekend into today, right? That Roman is potentially, you know, becoming a part-timer, right? So when you look, if you're Vince, right, you look, who did we, you know, we we made a hell of a lot of roster cuts, right? But, you know, Nick Khan, as well as Vince, signed off on whatever Cody's deal is, right? Every time he comes out, he almost gets a CM Punk AEW type pop in the WWE. Right, mm-hmm. so I want to believe, right, that Cody, uh, hook or crook is essentially a mega mashup of every w- WWE headliner, rocket to the moon, uh, person. His you know, giving the belt is Bret Hart, he, the, him being the American hero is Hogan, right? You know, um, wow, mixing. Yeah, giving like that. Like giving the glasses away, yeah. Right. So, so for for me, eventually he's going to turn heel, but they need him for the price that they they paid him, right? And the pops that he's still continuing to get since Mania. What we're, we're what three months, two three months in, right? They need they need somebody to occupy that spot. Why can't it be Cody? And and that's. That's what I, I got from it. Now, that's not to say that he won't eventually turn heel. Cody Rhodes is almost at his best as a heel. But I've I, I was I've been around Cody very, very slightly, right? But he is somebody that the way what he's doing now, right? Look at e- even when the kid jumped the railing uh over the weekend, right? You know, and it was like, hey kid, you know, just kind of what with it. You you remember like yeah, that was very were, interesting. Right, and people, yeah. you during his heyday, people were going over the guardrails to you know to hang out with Hogan and whatever. So again, Cody, right now, at least what I see in WWE history, he's just a mega match of Bruno, Brett, uh, not so much Sean, you know, but Bruno, Brett, uh, Hogan. Like he's just like this this weird deal, and and Dusty, you know, he's the son of Dusty. Uh, doesn't have the charisma as Dusty. He's a lot more eloquent, 
than Dusty was. You know, he's the grandson of a plumber, not the you know the son of a plumber, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's that's the way that I see Cody, and I, that's why I I see him positioned. I could be wrong, <laughs> but I'm just saying he's just like he's the placeholder for everything that you kind of loved about pro wrestling as as avid fans. Mm-hmm. And you, Bad Blood, being a professional, right? Everything that we loved about it, that's that's what Cody is, you know? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Cody ends up doing Make-A-Wishes and all that stuff. Like, he's he's that guy, especially right. as Roman transitions to a part-time schedule, which, again, I'm I'm all for. Take all the time you I, need. I don't know if that's going to happen if Roman goes to the, the part-time schedule, but if it does, I mean... Yo, I mean that's cool. Who, you know, who mean, else do they have? They who don't else have can anybody. They, push? they, right, they exactly. bury everyone. They bury that's, everyone, and now Cody's is, there. So Cody is now the headliner. Right. So you know? remember, like, and we we talked about this before. This was the whole problem during the eighties when Hogan was champion, where they were feeding him people for three and you know three and four month programs, and then eventually, what happens? You run out of people to feed them, and then you make people look like not credible. That's why. Them bringing in Drew McIntyre, kind of like, I don't really care about seeing that. Now, <clears throat> we, we saw enough of Brock Lesnar. Um, we uh, we haven't seen a Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Um, there's also something for Kevin Owens. Um, there's always something for, I mean, him, him and Seth could maybe finally have the end of their feud and go all the way. But, um, you know, not really trying to see Drew. Um, all right. Vince at some point will throw Omos at him just because he's so big. He's so bad. Um, maybe you'll maybe you'll get a veer in there. You know, what I mean, you never know. Just like just some you know, destined to be US there. champion. He's but destined I mean, to be US champion. You know, at some point you're just you're just running out of credible people yeah. to put in the ring. And even this thing with Shinsuke, they you know, they 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 passed on Shinsuke at the same time they passed on the whole title unification thing. Yeah, it's they, like told it, they, they screwed oh, the pooch page of the script. We're on page 15. Supposed to be on page 7. Yeah, they screwed so they the pooch with that, man. So they still got to come back for that. Yeah. So, okay, so so here's the thing. There are three things about this match I want to get. I, I, I noticed right away. Either Theory is getting some serious heat during his entrance or they're doing some digiting. They're editing the booze because he is getting massively booed. Like massively booed. Um, it's really great to see how the crowd accepted Rhodes back. Like I honestly, I expected after like a few months or after a few weeks, he would get booed out of the building. He's getting super cheered. He is the CM Punk of the WWE now. Right. You know, you're right about that. Um, and Austin Theory has that suplex neckbreaker move that he does. Mm-hmm. It takes way too much cooperation from his opponent. Like in a real fight. Ain't nobody gonna take that shit. Yeah, no. It takes way too much, takes too much time. Oh, oh, and the most important thing of all, when Seth Rollins came in and attacked Cody, attacked Cody and got the disqualification. Why was he wearing Becky's jacket? I, that was like the, why, that was the most midriff short why, woman's jacket I've ever seen a man wear. Why does I mean and this is just after UFC 274, where the co-main event was Rose Nama Yunus and Carlos Barza in a, their second fight for the UFC strawweight title. And it was not great. 
it was like probably one of the most least thrown strike championship matches in not just UFC, but all of MMA history, right? And nobody's clamoring for the a third, right? I don't want a third Rhodes versus Rollins. What what is what is the end game? Like what well, why should they want oh because Cody got his ass kicked by by Rollins or whatever? Well, yes. that's what pro wrestling was, right? Mm-hmm. You you punch some whatever you come like once the bell is over, like Rollins had his chance, right? That's just like somebody uh Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor fights a fight, gets beat. Right, and he's still talking smack. Yeah, and some people love it. Some people like you had you you had ample time to get it done. Uh, uh, Actually, the more apropos is Jorge Masvidal and um, and Colby Covington. Right, they were beefing, beefing, beefing to the extent where after they fought this last time, Masvidal jumps Colby at a at a nightclub or an eatery or something again. You had 25 minutes where you could have beat the tar out of him, and then you're gonna go and like you know attack him at Arby's. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, no, dude, like Rollins, you you're first off, your shot is going. There's nothing up, there's nothing credible about Roman. I mean Rollins. There's nothing credible about him. What oh fancy moveset? Give me anybody on the roster that has fancy moveset, Cedric Alexander. Has an amazing moveset. Yeah, Same thing with Cruz. So, like Nakamura. It, okay. Oh, I cut cool promos. You followed Kevin Owens. Like what? Yeah, there's no following. Why? Why? Why, why should I care about Seth Rollins? Why? Why? He's irritating. Like he's got go away. Well, that, that, that's off. that's the point. Like like he that's is the such point. the he's such the asshole that you're just no like, no no oh, no. Jesus but go away. No, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I was like, Rollins, there's no reason why my attention needs to be here. I'm out. My, I, I, my, and I, I can see I, that. I, I magically appeared when they got to the next segment. I was awake again. Like, he's got go away heat. Like, he's like, I do not care what happens to him. He, he's, he's shown himself to be kind of like, again, <laughs> company man. Right, I'm gonna do whatever he wants. He thinks yeah. of himself as the WWE, uh, WWE superstar when he's making twenty dollars doing backflips off of fat guys. Like, yeah, that, yeah. So, I'm done with that guy. Like, you know, Seth Rollins, Colby Lopez, whatever you want to do. Like, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. Well, here's something that I'm really sick and tired of. I'm sick and tired of the Raw Women's Tag Team Championship not meaning anything. Tonight we have Sasha Banks and Naomi defend the Raw Women's, I mean, not defend them, but come out as Raw Women's Tag Team Champions to face Piper Niven because we refuse to call her Dewdrop on this show. Correct. Piper Niven and Nikki, almost a superhero, Nikki ASH. Um, She's still in that gimmick. Destroy the superhero gimmick for one. Let her go back to being the crazy chick she was in Sanity. And I think that's what they're doing with, with, with Piper Niven. Piper's trying to push her. They talked about how those two have been, they trained together and they came up in the business together and blah, 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 blah. Okay. I'm glad they talked about this. I'm glad they, they, they put these two together, but they put these two together just to job out to the tag team champions um, who weren't in sync at all. Right. You know, it was a, I mean, it was a horrible tag team match. Um, Nikki and, 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 uh, and uh, Piper didn't even get an entrance. Um, 
Piper Niven's gear is significantly better. It's better than it was last week. It kind of right. it matches her character. It makes her look more um, menacing. Yeah. And the, the worst thing that happened this whole match, when the match is over, The Miz came out while they were still standing there. So if they had a story to tell, The Miz just ruined it by coming out as a referee. I was like, wait, yep. what, what the hell is going on? Why is The Miz? So he's dancing. At least, at least once a week they do this. Somebody interrupts somebody else before they can like really get out of the ring. Yeah, uh, and it's real disrespectful. It's a shitty thing to do. Um, but but it they always go to the women, which makes it even worse. But yeah. it also, you know, I guess you're trying to get heat from the audience for this guy being a douche by coming out. Well, should I? No, because I want to say Finn Balor came out before somebody's matches was over for his own match. Right. Yeah. That so happened. it's just this, hey, next match, let's keep on going kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like when the Miz came out, I was like, are they restarting the match? Like, what's going on here? And it's like, yeah, oh, well, no, the next segment. Yeah, and then the maybe next they were segment, short on time. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, the next segment ends up being Mustafa Ali versus um, Champa. Yeah, but he came out with the Miz as a special guest referee. So Miz doing his thing in the ring, saying Ali has been treated unfairly, and basically this is my this is my thing. Champa came out, and these guys had a friggin' match of the year. They had a great match. Champa's amazing, yeah. Ali is amazing. Put those two in the match. I'm glad they're putting these guys in the program because you're gonna see some really good wrestling in this program. Yeah. My problem with this is why the hell is the Miz still involved? Why are they doing this whole, you know, you know, um, uh, Ali is getting screwed over by Ali is getting screwed over by the establishment after he sat home for damn near a year. Like you would think that they brought him back and they're going to give him a proper push. instead of putting him in these, you know, his second match back, he's in a handicap match where he loses. Then he has his match with Ciampa. You know, he gets the shit beat out of him in Ciampa just so they could push the fact that Ali is going to end up wrestling the Miz, the hell in a cell. That's a like weird, uh, dumb like around now, the mulberry bush. Now it's hold like, on. Hey, let's take the two hundred five freeway to the ninety one freeway in L A. Let's get on a plane in San Diego, fly to Seattle, drive all the way back to Portland where we just started. Instead of saying, "Hey, why don't we just go from the two hundred five freeway to to twenty six to Portland?" Yeah, it was punishment. I think that's what it is, Jason. You are completely right, my friend. Jason says, LOL, punishment. That's exactly what's going on. They are punishing Ali for standing up for himself. That's what that is. Yep. Remember I said, Vince is a very vindictive POS. I'll be a star, pal. <laughs> be a star, pal. Be a star. Yeah, he was being a star, right? Um, I just, I don't know, man. This, this, this was the worst way for, for Raw to even finish out. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 indicative of of Raw's booking. It's 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 three hours of nonsense followed up by another two hours of nonsense and a ninety minutes of nonsense in between. Like it's garbage. Like uh, nobody. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't they didn't finish with Dewdrop because they did they did uh, Bianca and Oscar, right? Yeah. And to me, even though it was in theory. I'm not Austin theory, but in theory, right? This no, was the main event of Raw of this Raw. 
And to me, it channeled uh, memories of of Austin and Brock, right? Because here we go. You've got Asuka who's coming back, right? You know, a, a legend in her time. Just just a legend, right? A living legend. And then oh, wait, we've got... we, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we totally didn't let you know that we were talking about the main event now happened to be Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, taking on Oscar right. with right. Becky Lynch at ringside. Becky Lynch right. came out looking like 2022 Black Canary. Yeah. 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 So, future state. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was that match was actually would have been good if it wasn't for Becky interfering. And, but that was the same thing with well, like three look, minutes left before time was over. Right, but that was the exact same thing that they did with Fury and and, and Rhodes and and did right. the exact same thing, right? What they're doing with husband um, and wife, man. Yeah, that's their thing. They just interrupt. They're annoying. Right, right. but the, I mean, Becky's got talent. Imagine their kid going to be a huge pain in the ass in the classroom. I mean, right? You're not wrong, but uh, you know, in any event, right? Uh, you know, uh, you were talking about you know uh, uh, Piper. And Nikki, right? Ricky got booty. Ah, yeah, subjective. Uh, but what I will <laughs> say is, you know, the 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 Piper <coughs> and and Nikki kind of pairing. It reminds me of what they did with Alpha Academy, right? Like yeah. it's this, it's the exact same storyline. It's the exact same storyline. And then you've got a well, maybe a robust person, and then you know, little workhorse like that. That they did. They did. The same thing twice in two different segments. Do do drop or do drop and I'm using WWE terms, but do drop and Nikki ASH were the female Alpha Academy, right? And then oh my God. Cody and Cody <laughs> Rhodes right. in theory, right? With with Rollins jumping in was Bianca and Asuka, whatever. But again, and then with, with Becky coming in. But to me, why Asuka's coming back after a year, after an injury, right? And then Bianca has been the star since Asuka's been away. This is somebody that they've been slowly building, right? That's why it conjured up memories for me of Austin and Brock with no build on Raw. Because yeah. this should be way bigger than it is. And again, at these at this juncture of their respective careers, Bianca on the high note, Asuka coming back. These two shouldn't have touched for at least three months from now. And, and, well, and, and yes, Raw does stand for really awful writing. Well, you know what? I you know what I will say is um this this can lead to conflict. Uh this can lead to two baby faces coming into conflict, and one of them has to become the heel. Yeah. Um and hell let Bianca be the heel. Yeah. I agree. You know, be a little hey, bit of a for it. As a champion, but, I think all champions should be heels. I think all champions should be like, I will do whatever it takes to keep my championship. If I gotta go beat up an old lady, grandma gonna get ran over by a reindeer. You know, I'm I just mean, saying, like, that's the way it should be. But I mean, you gotta remember, right? When you go into WWF Worldwide Wrestling Federation, obviously run by Vince Senior, right? It was babyface champions except for um, uh, Ivan Koloff, right? That was it, and that was only that was that he was a transitional champion between Bruno and Pedro Morales, right? Yeah. But 
the Northeast Territory, which obviously Vince is the son and grandson of, you're going to do, you know, you're going to do that. You're going to push baby faces. I mean, Vince is actually a little bit more rebellious because he's had heels in his top slot than his, his dad and grandfather probably wouldn't have. But even mm-hmm. still, the, it's the same mentality. And even if you have a heel, the heel kind of feels like the baby face. Right, and will eventually become the babyface if they weren't okay. the babyface before their their heel turn and their title run. So, so, but the, the thing is, I don't think they know what to do with Oscar. They don't. They don't know what to do with Oscar. And Oscar, Oscar was a shame. They went ahead and gave the title to Charlotte as part of a storyline, so Charlotte could go into WrestleMania. That's um, Wrestle Ronda. And you know, it was it was it was bullshit because. Um, Asuka at the time had been undefeated. She had just mm-hmm. come from NXT undefeated. Um, she had uh, she was supposed to wrestle Becky for the belt, and she got the belt from Becky because Becky, Becky was got in by Seth Rollins. So I mean, there was there was just this whole there was just they didn't know what to do with Asuka because they didn't they didn't put any time into putting her into a feud into really having her feud with anybody or put her in any major storylines. And so then it was kind of like, I had to take the belt off of her and then let her disappear into obscurity. And then she got injured and she was gone. <clears throat> Jason said something very prophetic there. Soap opera and comedy writers were the bookers. That, that should tell you something. I don't True know. I, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Freddie Prince Jr.'s wrestling promotion. Um, no, but the, the thing about it, I, and I know what Jason is saying, but like, again, Who's hiring those soap opera and comedy writers? That's what WWE is looking for, right? right. So can uh, can you blame the writers or can you blame Vince? No, the, the writers are doing their job. But what I'm saying is they 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 just don't. So here's the thing. This goes back to when we we're talking about talent releases. <laughs> WWE maintains a fixed size roster the same way you would have a fixed size cast for friends or for a different world or for the Cosby show or for or for any any other television show on TV because you can only have so many storylines and side storylines for like side characters and main characters. Well yeah that makes sense. You got your you got your your main you cast, your main you got your supporting cast, cast and you got your guest stars. Yeah. And so they got raw, they got SmackDown, they got NXT. So do they really need a bunch of other wrestlers in the company um, to have a bloated roster? Well, yes. So you can have matches and not have the same people wrestling each other all the time and have rotating matches. However, it's sports entertainment. So it's a show. It's a TV show that happens to be about wrestling and has wrestlers on it. Yeah, we talked about that. It's a sitcom that happens to be about wrestling that has wrestlers on the show. You know, so, so like that makes a lot of sense. You might you might have a couple people extra on the roster to bring in in case somebody gets injured, or to have some backstage segments, some little comedy, this and that. But do you? But they're not bringing in people to have really exotic matches because, like I said before, we're seeing R we're seeing RK Bro versus the Street Profits again. Uh, and if the Street Profits aren't wrestling them, they're going to be wrestling Alpha Academy. 
And so mm-hmm. it's going to rotate between those three. Because one tag team, the Usos aren't wrestling. wrestling the New Day, then they're going to be wrestling uh, Los Lotharios. Because one tag team, uh, they won't be wrestling. Or the Viking Raiders. Whoops, I'm sorry. They got sent down to NXT. They won't be wrestling 3MB. You know why? Because <laughs> they don't want 3MB coming in, squashing everybody. They don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke, man. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Raw, honestly, if I had to give it a letter grade, I would give it a solid C. It had some good points. It had some very bad points. It had some very stupid points. Um, I just totally glossed over the fact that next week, the main storyline for next week He's is so going to be is going to be Omos versus Bobby Lashley inside of a cage. But the big storyline plot that they're pushing online right now is that next week, ladies and gentlemen, live on Monday Night Raw at nine, at top of the hour, nine o'clock, we're going to have the lie detector test results. I mean, the DNA results of Ezekiel or Elias. That's the I'm shit there. I'm talking about, ladies I'm and gentlemen. I'm there for it. I'm there for it. That's what I'm talking about. Look, WWE it. is good at hooking you because remember, Veer is coming. Veer is coming. Veer had been coming for 36 weeks. Veer finally came. No one cared. Yeah. I mean, at least he didn't become a Funkodactyl. <clears throat> or, or, or Lord Tenzai. Hey, man. Look, get over yet. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know exactly what time it is. Julian, do me a solid. Will you do me a solid, brother? Tell yes. these people. Tell these people. Where they can check us out every week. Three times a week if you're in the Portland, Oregon area and you still got cable TV, you're not watching us on YouTube, you're not watching us on Facebook, and you're not watching us on Twitter, you can watch us on TV. That stands for television. The boob tube, the CRT, the LED, the QLED, the OELED, depending on what kind of TV you got. Mm, 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 Some kind of ED. Uh, QLED. Anyway. You can catch us on Xfinity TV and CenturyLink TV in the Portland, Oregon area three times a week, Mondays at 10 p.m., channel 22 Xfinity TV and channel 8002 CenturyLink TV, or on Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m., channel 23 Xfinity TV or 8003 CenturyLink TV, or finally, last chance, don't blow it, you can catch us on Wednesdays Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m., channel 11 (coughs) Xfinity TV, and CenturyLink TV. Now, ladies and gentlemen, something really near dear to my heart. You know, it is now Mental Health Awareness Month here, May 1st through May 31st. And a lot of people are having a lot of, you know, it's that time of year where people have a, a lot of issues that, that are going through their minds and, you know, things happen. Like I, my grandmother passed away last week and, you know, it's just like Mother's Day. My dad had a horrible Mother's Day because his mom died. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people are dealing with the struggle. The struggle is real, ladies and gentlemen. We just call it what it is. The struggle is real. So, to help you, I would like for you guys to, um, if you have, if you need to talk to someone, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's easy. You can just dial one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, or you can text GO to seven four one seven four one to reach a trained crisis counselor through the crisis text line. It's a global nonprofit organization and it is free, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help. It is okay. Trust and believe it doesn't make you a weak person because you ask for help. Man, I ask for help all the damn time. So 
and everyone knows I'm not a weak person, but when it comes to it, sometimes you need a little bit of a, a little bit of help, and you need a little bit of um, what's what I'm looking for here. Um, you need some backup. You need you need your people. You need your folks. You know what I'm saying? So don't be afraid to call that number. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay. And uh, speaking about it being okay, it's nine twenty-seven. You know what that means? It's time to feed those ducks. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I know it sounds weird, but feeding the ducks. That's what we're going to do right now, ladies and gentlemen. So, see now you like watching this show three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All this chocolate is here tonight, Chocolate City, live on a Monday night. We got your boy Adam McCord in the woods. You can find him on YouTube doing his thing on bisem.net. You got your boy, the mixologist himself, Mr. Chemical Julian. He is always mixing shit up. And you got me, your boy, the franchise, talking about feeding those ducks. And if you like what you see here, you want to donate to bisem.net. It's simple. If you want to keep the website going, you want to see the pulsating, rock-hard group of men every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night, you can simply go to www.slamchats.com that is www.slamchats.com go ahead and become a slamtastic slammer make sure you keep us all in the mix because we're here every week to drop that knowledge professional wrestling talking about AEW, wwe and all points in between so thank you very much for joining us here live on the roundtable promotion podcast for your boy adam according to woods and that man up there, the mixologist. I'm your boy, the franchise. And we will see you when we see you.